in a Scrooge come out? Cause why should any other jerk enjoy his day? When you're down in the dumps and need some cheering up seeds, turn and tap a hapless chap and sweetly say Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, I never. Just let one fly and you'll be smiling pretty soon. Like this. Good afternoon. Thank you. You can't It's like this. Oh, a little touch of glass. If somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f yourself. But go f yourself. Is that welcome back, everyone? That was uh, my funny intro for. Thursday, November 30th. Hope you're having a good day. I wanted to put in a clip of the titled movie. Uh, well, the, the, the title of today's episode is Good Afternoon. And that saying is from the movie Spirited on Apple TV with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It was a very surprising holiday movie last year. So I wanted to make sure I recommend that to the audience but um, I also spliced in a, a short interview clip of Elon Musk um, recently on CNBC. I don't know if he was on something, but uh, as a leader and CEO, I, I was kind of shocked at. Uh, well, not, I'm not shocked with whatever he says now, but um, it was just you know standard fare Elon Musk's, and I, thought, I just thought it was kind of amusing, sad. And the sign of the times today. Um, but with that, let's jump right into the markets. I'm recording this at 8.45 after market hours. Obviously, I'm feeling a little better. Now I just have to go through congestion and, and some coughing, but the fever is completely dissipated. So I'm hoping by Saturday I'll be 100%. But I'm pushing through it. Uh, let's look at the numbers real quick. So today was a very crazy day. If uh, you recall, on Wednesday, we closed at the lows, and it was mixed bag. Today uh, was pretty bullish uh, with a few cracks in the ground. But new highs, we had 326. New lows, we had 153. So we are outpacing... Uh, New lows, almost 2x with new highs, which is good. We had 54% of shares advancing and 41% of shares declining. About 46% of shares are underneath the 200-day and 28% are below the 50-day moving average. Uh, when I take a look at some sectors, uh, it was odd because although the Dow was up quite big, and I'll get into that, uh, Tech and Magnificent Seven were not participating today until like the last 15 minutes of the session where Jerome Powell and the algos came in to save the month of November. Um, but healthcare led uh, the way up 1%. Industrials were up 1%. Financials had a good day up 0.78%. 
consumer defensive, then real estate, then energy. I will post all of this. And on the negative side, your communication services down 1.03%. Uh, we're not done yet, obviously, for the week, but the week performance, um, you have real estate up 2.59%. As of Thursday's close, you have financials up 1.5%, basic materials, consumer cyclicals, industrials, etc. But technology for the week is only up a quarter of a percent. Um, what I have to say about today is just a quick reminder for those that don't know, the Dow is made up of 30 stocks. So a few names can really move the Dow. Uh, we were up 500 plus points on the Dow today with minimal participation from tech. You never want to see that. Um, during the afternoon on Substack Notes, I posted a screenshot of the day's performance, and the Dow was up 0.95%, so almost a percent. Okay, at that time, before the end of the end of the day rally, the Dow was up 338 points. The NQ, the Nasdaq futures, were down 147 points. The reason why this is important was percentage-wise, they were uh, a mirror image. So the Dow was up 0.95, the NQ was down 0.92. So when I see this, uh, this is called rotation basically. So everyone's selling off the Magnificent Seven, all the tech companies, and they're parking that money in Dow 30 names. In addition to the Dow 30 names being up very big today, CRM, which is Salesforce.com, part of the Dow, was up handedly today, up over like 9% on earnings. So that lifted uh, a, a major portion of that 500 plus point move on the Dow. Then you had UNH up 3.36%. You had um, BA, Boeing, up 3.21%. American Express up one99 uh, companies like J&J, Procter & Gamble, Verizon, IBM, they were all up like 1% to 1.3%. Uh, so that's what was moving, okay? Uh, it wasn't like the NVIDIAs, the Teslas, the you know AMDs. And yesterday on Wednesday, I, I, I noticed that like, you know, crap assets like AMC, GameStop, they were up big. And Thursday, they actually got sold off. So... Finally, risk was sold off today, despite the Dow being up over 500 points. And that's why you have to look at the complexion of the market. You can't just look at Dow 520 up. Oh, it was a good day. Everything's honky-dory. The S&P's up 0.38%. All right, everything's great. There's some cracks here. And the other thing I want to point out that stood out to me was yields fought back again. The second day in a row. Uh, yields are fighting back. The 10-year um, since yesterday bottomed at like 4.2% and is trying uh, to get back to uh, 4.36. It looks like it's coming up the right side uh, and it looks like near term it's going to probably get to 44 if I had to uh, guess uh, estimate um, where yields are going. Um, and keep in mind, this is the end of the month for November. So 
Wall Street loves bonus checks. Wall Street loves emailing out green statements to customers and clients. Um, and Wall Street is a fully invested animal, right? It's not like you and I where we can you know, invest 10% of our life savings and keep the rest somewhere else. Wall Street has to be 100% invested at all times, these money managers. So they love to report green statements. So last 15 minutes of the day, everything rallied. Uh, but so did yields. So watch yields. Watch the Magnificent Seven. They all look kind of shaky after this recent hard bounce. Um, let's see. The VIX is uh, been pummeled, okay? And actually, I am very happy about this because you invest for short term. You can trade for short term. You can trade for uh, like a few months, like, you know, swing trade. You could trade for the long term. Whenever the VIX gets this low, I start salivating because when I think about the infinite game and I think about multiple years out, uh, the VIX can't go to zero, folks. Just like, you know, a, a few years back, do you remember the oil? Uh, oil was all in the news after it was up, up like $130 a barrel and then it went down nominally. In, in the futures markets are like zero. It just made no sense. And that's when I bought oil. When, you know, whether I bought oil at $15 a barrel, $10 a barrel, $8 a barrel, it doesn't matter because it's going to go back up. And the VIX right now is at $12.92, well, $12.92, $12.92. What's it going to go down to? $10? $8? Five, two, we're getting uh, to the bottom of the pool. So the market forces are um, selling volatility and buying risk. But this ball, this beach ball, is now all the way to the bottom of the pool on the deep end. Might have a few feet to go, but once it gets there... The person holding this down is going to have to come up for air. And when they do, and when they cannot short and forward sell the VIX, VIX is going to explode higher. And uh, if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. These are just my observations and my opinions. But if you're truly long and you just believe the market only goes up, I urge you to research and ask your financial advisor CFA because I am not your financial advisor. Ask them about volatility and options. When the VIX is low like this, buying insurance, whether you sell calls to earn income premium on those options or you buy puts, they're dirt cheap. They're basically giving away insurance for free. Now, again, I'm here to educate and share. I am not your advisor. So if you've never worked with options, I'm going to try to explain this like I'm just explaining to someone that is not in the industry, like I'm explaining this to my grandmother. Let's say I believe Tesla is going to be the most valuable company in the world in my lifetime. Okay? Uh, where's Tesla trading at right now? 
Let me just look it up real quick. I want to give a concrete example here. So Tesla closed at 239. Cybertruck delivery started. I believe that Tesla's market cap will be the biggest in the globe ever in history. This is going to $1,000, $5,000. So if you truly believe that, what you can do is you sell call options. And with the hope that it does... um, go up um, and that you're called. So you're buying these options. I mean, you're selling the options to someone and if you're called on it, you have to buy the shares. You won't care because you believe that the stock is going to 5,000. But you're in the interim, you're still making income on the sale of those options. So that's one strategy to hedge your risk. The other one is, you know, hey, uh, Tesla's going to 2000 I want to at least buy some insurance. So buy some put options, long-dated put options for, for next year. They're dirt cheap. And, you know, you can look at strike prices of like 100 bucks. If uh, if Tesla goes to 100 or less, that's the um, strike price. If it goes under 100 or if it goes under 150 you, you can pick whatever strike price you want. You can pick 200 as a strike price. Uh, if it goes under that level... You start to make money. Um, now, if you have a million dollars in Tesla, I'm not saying to buy a million dollars in options. You can just uh, insure your main long position with a small percentage uh, of, of insurance. Like you could put like 5% of your holdings uh, into a uh, insurance fund just in case your thesis for Tesla is wrong. Um, so yeah. Put options are dirt cheap right now. They're throwing them away with VIX at 12. Uh, I'm praying VIX again goes up to single digits because I I have powder and I'm going to buy more uh, issues of equities slash options as the VIX, if the VIX goes under $10. I think this is a gift uh, and you should take advantage of it. Uh, But consult your financial advisor. This is just my observation, my opinion. What you do with your money is your responsibility. We're all here to learn. Uh, We're not here to blame. And we all have to take credit for when things work out or when things don't work out. Um, With that said, let's keep moving. Uh, What else stood out to me today? Um... Let's see that's really it um, you know when I look at what was strong again um, bin fast autos up 11 points 11 percent again uh, PJT partners private equity firm up three and a half percent ab V up 2.81 percent ab V is a defensive stock uh, they own Humira and a few other drugs and Botox and the, the, the fat that you freeze away and it, you know, you, you poo it out. They own that. Uh, Ally Financial was up 2% and the 10-year yield was up 1.9%. Uh, so Friday, you have Jerome Powell speaking twice. That's all that really matters. It's really sad. Uh, But we and Wall Street and the world are waiting for this man 
to speak to us about his uh, machinations of rates and inflation and the dot plot and is he going to become Clint Eastwood up there when he talks or Care Bear? Um, that's all anyone cares about. <coughs> he speaks at 11 o'clock in the morning, New York time. <coughs> Excuse me. And 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, he's speaking uh, to local leaders in Atlanta. I don't think much else will matter tomorrow on Friday. Uh, so yeah, I will see you guys after the Friday session. Hope you had a great day. I will uh, talk to you after the uh, on the next podcast. Thank you again. Bye.